All right, Mace, I know we're going to talk to Sean McVay, but I've got an update for you. Oh, good. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He's doing his presser now for the mm-hmm. media. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, and Ernest Jones, all healthy, will rest. Puka's going to play. Correct. How do you feel about that? I am totally fine with that. I want Puka to break the record, and I also don't want any Rams to Michael, what do you think about the old rest versus rust argument? I hate it. I mean, guys like uh, Aaron Donnelly, I understand he's 33. He's playing a very physical. Matthew Stafford, I think, is 35 now. 35, Quarterbacks, you could protect quarterbacks from getting hit. If Matthew wanted to stay in rhythm, he could hand off a lot. He can throw quick little passes before the rush can get to him, like those little hitters. Yeah, sure. Get the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Tell him, under no circumstances, do you scramble. That's why I think Lamar should play some. And he doesn't have to play a whole game. Don't you think instinct takes over at some point? I mean, if you're Lamar or Michael Donnelly, at some point, you can't say – Never run. Never run because your instinct is to play a certain way. And oh, that's you run, Lamar's, get down. Don't, don't, do not take and, a and hit. Stafford is going to drop back, you know, 25 times. This is a really interesting argument because, like, what Michael's suggesting has been backed up before. The Rams, was it 2015, 2016, they rested a bunch of guys and then came out super flat in the playoffs? But they also did that before they won the Super Bowl. And they also did that before they – uh, went to the suit. So 2018 and 2021, they did take that last week off. And, and these guys are only off for one week because they got to play next they week. They play right? next week, yeah, right? So, so they don't. The not rust like, issue is yeah. not going to be right. as as bad as, big as, bad as, as Lamar. As Lamar's, yeah. Who he, would be like th- three, three weeks. weeks? Three weeks before he plays again. Yeah, that's, that's tough. risky. That's risky. That yeah. I, and I'll tell you what. Uh, after Sunday, there's no question that that's the best team in the league. That's oh, yeah. hands down best team in the league. Okay. I think they're here's, winning the Super. Here's Bowl. a hard question for you guys. All right. Yep. Matter of fact, what odds would you guys give me for mythical money on this? Okay. I'd be willing to take two teams to win the Super Bowl this well, year. I know which two. Baltimore, San Francisco, and I'll leave you guys the field. So if Baltimore or San Francisco wins it, I win. If any other team wins, you guys win. What odds do you give me? Well, I mean, so, I, for one, think the Super Bowl is going to be San Francisco same. and Baltimore. <laughs> so you would everybody take, does. Wait, none of, nobody would take the field? So if I take the field, I'm you get, getting you get You I, get the other so it's like, 12 it's, teams. It's basically like you. I would give you 10K, you would give me 100K. No, other way around. I'm only I'm giving you 12 oh, teams. I'm getting two. Oh, that's the most likely. Yeah, but you have the, the you best. have the two favorites. <laughs> right. right. So it's can you beat the two? I actually think Greg should have the better odds right. than you. You know, send a note. To somebody we know that understand, we can't send like it to ESPN, Ford. We can't it, send it to Ford. No, send it to ESPN. Uh, bet. He's a prickly pears with it. Yeah, a uh, send it to ESPN. Bet. Or yeah. you know what? Send it to uh, RJ. He'll he'll tell us the answer. Um, the, I wonder. That's a good question, Greg. Who would get the odds if I take Baltimore and San Francisco and leave you the other twelve playoff teams? Would I get odds, or would you get odds? I would definitely get the odds. I don't think so. Because I'm leaving the twelve. You're taking, you're because two favorites. Let's uh, Ramona just text me. She'll take the field. Um, because I think Ramona wants twenty five k on the field. Nice. Oh, I wanted hundred k. Okay. You know what, Ramona? You got a deal. Me against you. There you go. I've got Baltimore and San Francisco. Ramona has the field for twenty five k. You're not getting any odds. She just said, "What odds are you getting?" Right. <laughs> no, you're not getting any odds. You just offer me the bet. Or we could say whatever whatever our gambling expert says will do. All right. Um, but we gotta we gotta we'll get some answers. Uh, yeah. Somebody, Kobe Forever in uh, the Mason and Ireland Mafia tweeted this. Five minutes in, L.A. Ireland throws a bag of weed to Venice Mace, and then they define what a sex cam is. <laughs> what has happened to this <laughs> the show? Beginning of the show. Yeah. It's exactly what you want. Right off the bat, here's well, the some sex, weed, and let's talk sex cams. The sex cam has something to do with ESPN. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's sports related. Yeah, it is sports. <laughs> during the football, during the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Technically, yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, by the way, talk about pressure. There's no athlete under more pressure this season, or maybe ever in the NFL history, than Lamar Jackson. Why? Not only did he dominate this year in the regular season, and he did that before, now he's got to win in the playoffs. And what has been the narrative about him? He cannot win in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So being a number one seed again, he better get to the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the show right now the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams who are playoff bound. Coach Sean McVay. Sean, congratulations, man. Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, John. Hey, how'd the first Christmas with the little guy go? Oh, it was great. You know, he uh, 
He's just wide-eyed, and then he gets pissed off when he's hungry. He's just like his dad. <laughs> there you go. I love to hear it. I'm glad. I'm glad he had a good one. All right, we we just saw the note. I know you just met with the the other media that you're going to rest a handful of guys: Stafford, Cup, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones. Explain to us why, because I know it's a, a hard decision. On one hand, you want to win. On the other hand, you don't want to get anybody hurt. What went into your decision to rest that group? Yeah, and then Tyler Higby and Joe Noteboom will be out for injury reasons as well. So okay. What, what went into it was, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, you've already punched your ticket. Uh, what is to be gained as opposed to what could potentially be at risk? And felt like this was the best decision. All of those guys have had uh, either a bunch of experience or a lot of pounding on their body this season. Um, feel like, hey, there's a lot of important players that, for this team, but felt like those guys, uh, you know, represented a group that would be served well to use this week as a chance to, you know, stay sharp. Uh, but not leave them susceptible to injury and then give an opportunity for some other guys to try to go play well with their teammates and then uh, we'll be ready to go for the playoffs. So, uh, Sean, there is a little, like, playoff wrinkle here because if you are the six, you're probably going to Detroit, and if you are the seven, it's going to be a matchup with, I think, Dallas uh, in, in the NFC East. Do you think about that, the six versus the seven? Does that make a difference to you? Yeah, I, I think you're talking about two great teams. You know, you look at when they played on Saturday night, it comes down to a final two-point conversion. And so I think those are two excellent teams. Um, you know, Dallas is in a position to win their division this last week of the regular season. Detroit's already done that. Um, and so when, I don't think you – I think what you know is it's going to be a great challenge either way. And if you said you potentially leave some of those guys, and really any of our main guys in general – susceptible to injury you know we've got a better chance to go play well and and potentially come away with the result that we're hunting up when those guys are feeling good and so just that was what I felt like was the best approach is it perfect no not by any stretch but uh given the circumstances felt like with those players and and really you know there's other guys that you'd want to consider as well but you don't have that luxury when you got 53 guys active, 48 up on game day, and you can possibly flex up two people on your, uh, you know, from your practice squad. Puka Nakua, Sean, has a chance to break the rookie record both for yards and for receptions. I think he needs three or four catches and 30 or so yards. Was that even considered by you? Is that something that that means something to to the coaching staff, or did that not play into it? Uh, no, I would be lying if I said that wasn't something that you considered. Um, he, he sure has done a heck of a job for us, but when you're talking about it as it relates to the yardage record, a 65-year record, um, you know, giving him an opportunity while being smart to potentially get that because of where he's at in regards to getting there is something you consider. But, uh, yes, that is, that's something that we've talked about and we're aware of. Uh, Coach Sean McVay is with us, Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN here in the home of the Rams. So, uh, the kicking situation uh, has just scared the hell out of me all year long. Um, there have been a lot of misses. It was uh, it was uh, Maher, then Haversick, and now Maher's back. Talk about the process of deciding who who would wind up being your kicker for the stretch run and for the postseason. Yeah, I think when you look at it, um, you know there were some other guys out there, but I, I do think that Brett did a nice job, in, and I think I put him in some tough situations earlier in the year that were difficult for, for any kicker, let alone you know some of the top ones. And, and Brett has been a really good player in this league. He's got a lot of experience. Uh, Lucas is a guy that, like I said, I think has upside. We just weren't seeing enough consistency from some of those close range or you know some of the extra points. And so felt like this was the best route to go leading into the playoffs. And so um, – we'll always try to make decisions that we feel like are best for the football team. And, and that's why we ended up deciding to go with Brett. So, you know, I'm dumb. You come on the show every week and this is just a dumb observation on my part. Um, you've got a, a guy, Ethan Evans, who's the punter who you drafted uh, in this year's draft. And he's also your kickoff guy. He's got an absolutely booming leg. Was it ever considered that maybe that guy could wind up being your kicker? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of intricacies to, to field goal kicking. You know, Ethan happens to be our holder as well, which is a pretty important part of that. So, yeah, I, I think he's capable of doing it in an emergency situation, but there is some nuances, some timing, and, and uh, 
you know, some differences in regards to, you know, guys being able to do all of those things. You will see punters around the league have the ability to kick off because of the leg strength and some of the approaches that you see schematically, but but not often do you see a guy that's doing both because it is uh, a specialty skill when you start talking about the field goal operation. We're talking to Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams. Sean, let me take you back to the Giants game. At the end of that game, after you had taken the lead, the Giants were driving to try and kick the game-winning field goal, and they were out of timeouts. And you called timeout. And that surprised the announcers. I'm sure it surprised some fans. Why did you call timeout when the Giants didn't have any left and they were driving? Because if they ended up kicking that field goal there, I wanted to make sure I saved time for us to get in field goal range. Uh, You knew that they were either kicking it. Once they ended up getting into what I I knew, they were either in four-down territory or a long field goal, which is where they were. And we had the clock stoppage. Felt like the most important thing was, hey, they're, they're playing for, you know, they've got a chance to kick a field goal to, to end it, and I didn't want them to wind it down so that the last play of the game could be that. So if we if they miss, then we were able to take a knee and run it out because of their situation, and if not, uh, then that would have enabled us enough time to be able to potentially go uh, and win the game by one point. Uh, makes sense. Okay, the other thing I noticed was I watched an interview with you that you did, I think with J.B. Long, before the season started. And, and mm-hmm. nobody was predicting you guys to do much. And they asked you about expectations. And your answer was, look, I'm not going to put a number on it, but I'm very confident that we can compete for a playoff spot with this group. Not a lot of people felt that way, Sean, but you did. Why? What back before the season told you that this would be a team that, as it turns out, made the postseason? You know, I, I just think it's the consistency at which the, the group approached it and, you know, the belief I have in the players and the coaching staff. And, you know, it's a long journey. You never know exactly what's going to occur, but but there was an authentic belief that there was a mental, there was a physical toughness, an identity. And, um, you know, and I think there's been, uh, you know, that, that's been shaped along the way. And it's been hardened by some of the challenges, but just about the people. And, uh, and and I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really fun uh, fun thing to see us go swing and shoot our shot when this thing gets started. Um, yeah, by the way, as you know, looking at the game, uh, Byron Young and Kobe Turner both had really good games against the Giants. I, you guys hit on so many picks this year. I mean, you hit on Byron Young, you hit on Kobe Turner, obviously Puka Nakua, uh, Ethan Evans, great punter. Um, wh- last year, uh, Kyron Williams was, was a pick in the middle of the draft. Who is identifying this? I mean, how is uh, – you, you guys are hitting more than anybody in the league right now. Is that less who, and you, a combination? How's it work? Yeah, I think everybody. I mean, you, you know, you look at the amount of work that Les and his group uh, with the area and the, and, the, and the scouts and the pro personnel and the college scouting. I mean, they, they do such a phenomenal job. And then working in collaboration with our coaches to identify fits for our group. And, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, those guys deserve a ton of credit, but it's, it's truly a group effort. I think the collaboration is what makes it special where, hey, you identify some of the traits, the characteristics, the makeup of certain players. And then there's a vision for how they would fit and how they would shine with us. And these are special players. These are, you know, even more special people that you're mentioning. And I think, um, you know, the longer that we do it together, the better feel we have for the types of players and people that we want to onboard and, and try to put them in positions to help our football team and for them to, you know, have success individually for our team as well. All right. Last thing for me, coach, I, uh, I know you've been to two Super Bowls and I know you've won one of them. But I personally feel that this is the best coaching job you and your staff have done since you've been here. Yes. I, I look at the, that roster. I look at the schedule you played, and I, I think, wow, that is a job. And I know you never take all the credit, so I'll, I'll say you and your staff. That is a job that I would feel incredibly proud of. Do you feel that way? I'm proud of the way that this season has gone in terms of navigating some of the challenges early on where these guys just stayed steady and consistent. Um, I'm so, yeah, I, I am proud. I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of these coaches. I'm proud to be in a small way associated with it. And so what I'm really proud of is that they just stayed consistent. And when we had an opportunity to have our bye after nine games, um, nobody flinched, nobody blinked. Everybody recommitted to some of the things that we challenged each other to do. I think we collectively have played better football, and I think it resulted in a 6-1 and one record, um, you know, where there was different ways that we won the game. I think we started to establish some identities that will serve us well into the playoffs, and I love working with this team, and uh, I am proud to be a part of it. 
Uh, hey, listen, Sean, congratulations. You got the uh, the great Christmas present of a playoff spot. I uh, couldn't ask for much more than that. Uh, and uh, best of luck on Sunday, and we're excited about the playoffs, man. Hey, let's go. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Sean, have a great day. See ya. That's Sean McVay. Uh, brought to you by Service Titan, the all-in-one solution that connects your entire HVAC, electrical, and plumbing operation on a single software platform helping make the combination we love every Ram season. Coach Sean McVay with Mason and Ireland. Hey, Michael, where's Pepe? Yeah, where's Pepe? I told him, Kitty. I told oh. you told him one to three, right? Yeah. yeah. I sent him a you. He's on the same text chain I sent he you. He may not make it. Yeah, if he doesn't make it, I'll have to switch my game of games to another day. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, you I won't, because you have the only no, game. I mean, my, my, my other game of games. Okay. Gotcha. Aye, 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 Michael. All right. Coming up, we're going to do some What's Up Fool. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. By the way, that intro that intro said uh, 2.45. You're not late. It's only 2.15. <laughs> I thought it was 2.45. Yeah. No, it's 2.15. Right now it's 2.15? Yeah, correct. Shoot. Yeah, I'm You're late. late. You're I'm late. way late. All right, what do you got? All right, so... Thanks, Morales, by the way. Um, I was I went to the back to the sales side earlier this morning, and there was a massive debate that was going on. Oh, interesting. Massive debate. So I sat down, on it, and I just want to know how you feel about it, because it was kind of going back and forth. Okay. John, are Cheetos a chip? No. Michael? No. Mace? No. Brian? Yes. What? How? They're Brian. in the chip category. They're not explain, chip. No, explain how it's a chip. A chip is flat. It's a puff. It's not a chip. It's a puff. That's true. What do you call it? A, a puff. A puff. It's a but puff. it's in the chip category still, isn't it? Just, it? It's, it's a in snack. The same it's aisle. a. It's you know. It's the same it's, aisle with like beef jerky and other pretzels. stuff. Pretzels. But it doesn't make everything a chip. Bourbon, what do you say? Pretzels are not a chip. I don't think it's a chip. Who was who was on the there was, chip there was, side? Um, so Stephanie Alexander was on the chip side. Steph. Yeah, Steph was very much on the chip side. Um, I believe that Gabby Freed was in the middle of it. The, she, she was torn. She was torn, but yep. I think her and her, her friend group were all yeah. saying that it was it's part more, chip, it's not part It's closer to not. popcorn than a chip. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's in. The, it's more in the popcorn category, Brian. No, yeah. I don't know. I disagree. You pound the Cheetos at night, don't you? If I, <laughs> You're a Cheetos guy. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all good. But if you say, oh, I'm bringing some chips to your party and you show up with Cheetos, that's perfectly fine, no? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's a snack food. It's yeah. not a chip. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, when you had your party, that was all chips. Yeah, we had the chips party. That's right. Did, there were no Cheetos. There was no Cheetos. Are you sure? Only chips. Do you chips. remember for sure? A hundred percent only okay. chips. What, what yes. brand? Uh, every cent. When we did a Christmas party one year, you don't come to these parties, no. and it was a chip party, and we had every single kind of chips in the world, little bags of them that people had all night. And that's all you had to eat? That's all we had was chips and booze. What a cheap bastard. Chips and booze. Are you kidding me? That bar, <laughs> that we were. That bar was flowing, There were man. a lot of drunk people there. There were a lot of drunk me. people. Yeah, exactly. I thanked you for coming yes, to your correct. own party. But when that's you correct. drink, you need food to absorb the alcohol. Yeah, chips. Yeah, chips. that would have helped me. Yeah, yeah a little <laughs> chip action. What's that, food? All right, guys, speaking of drinking, you know, one of the uh, past bar games, pastime bar games is darts. Sure. Well, uh, the World Dart Championship is tonight, and mm. the first time ever a 16-year-old is in the finals. Yeah. And he's already made a quarter of a million dollars. He said he's been paying or playing darts since he was, I think, 18 months old on, like, a magnetic dart board. Wow. 
but 16 years old going against guys in their 30s who are probably, you know, putting back beers, playing darts. Sure. 16 year old, yeah. best dart player in the world. Too much pressure on a 16 year old. No, That's I disagree. I'd like to bet on the 16 year old to win <laughs> right. it because he'd be the only one who's not drunk. Right. And he's also the, the one who probably cares the least. Yeah. The, the grown ups who've been playing for 30 years, grizzled dart players, are probably like, I got to win this thing. <laughs> Kids like just young and dumb. I'll, I'll win. Uh, that's amazing. I, I don't think age is a prerequisite for darts. I think you can be any no, age uh, and be Boris good at Becker it. won Wimbledon when he was 16. Right. You right. know, yeah, I, I, more power to the kid. 17. Was he 17 when he won? Yep. Well, still, that's pretty young. Mm-hmm. Michael with the red pen. Great. <laughs> I know. It's Mr. Grump today. Yes. I'm, I'm correcting you. Yeah. How's that grumpy? <laughs> he's 16. No, he's 17. <laughs> you guys have, uh, you know, dart skills or a bar bar games, you know, pool, darts, anything that you're, you know, a shark at? I, I, I'll, I'll be happy to compete against you. I don't think I'll win. I'm okay. not any yeah. good. I'm, uh, I, I would, I've played darts. I mean, I, I don't think I'm particularly good good at it i like to play lawn darts around kids oh jarts we call those jarts. Darts. kids why around don't we call those jarts? you want to throw them at the kids what's wrong with you see if they can dodge them dodge the lawn darts <laughs> you're not not grumpy yeah no, no. kids lawn darts. my it god them up yeah what's up fool yeah, right, so i saw uh, john sent the story in today too but i saw it uh, last night about mason rudolph pulling a ricky bobby and signing a baby yeah and when i first saw the headline i was like oh no he signed like the forehead or the baby's skin but he just signed the back of a baby's jersey but it's still oh, kind it of was only the jersey. it uh, was only the jersey yeah but my question like john posed a good question is this like child abuse kind of a thing or how do you feel well, about, uh, this? How about this michael if if somebody walked up to you with their baby and said i want you to sign my baby right. would you do it yeah because it's gonna rub off it's not permanent <laughs> yeah the sharpie just, is yeah, a the sharpie, sharpie permanent come off. weird thing yeah I, I would off. not sign the baby no i would i would, I would ask to, don't I bring go, your baby to our next i remote. go is there i but <laughs> but maybe as a compromise brian i would sign a baby's shirt like a back of a jersey. Right. See, that's different than actually physically signing a baby. Have you guys not never got Sharpie on your skin? Doesn't it rush sure. off? It does rush off. Yeah, but yeah. still, I, it should on. be weird. I don't want to sign a baby. Greg, what do you think? If, if a parent is okay with yeah. it, it's totally fine. It's cute. There's people that get signed on their skin all the time. By there's the way, no, you know when I wrong with I, it. All right, when so I Michael, you sign a baby. What I've seen this happen before. A girl walks up to you, mm-hmm. and she pulls her shirt down a little bit and asks you to sign the top of her boob. Would you do that? No, I wouldn't do that. You know who did but, that a lot? Harry Carey. I'm telling he? you, when yeah. I, I remember being at a Ho-Ho Harry Camp Harry. Park and a line of women looking to get their boobs signed by <laughs> Harry Carey. If the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I don't think I would sign the yeah, baby. I'm not signing the baby. I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable signing We're a doing baby. a show would on the 15th. We're, yeah, we're, we're at Ralph's on the 15th. Ralph's on the 15th. And in Redondo. And by the way, that's a huge Ralph, so all you guys should come. Yeah, you should come out in mass. It's BYOB. Bring your own baby. And if you have one, I'll have Sasha sign your baby. <laughs> there you uh, go. Sasha Vujicic and Derek Fisher are going to be at that remote. Yes. Uh, I will not sign They're any the baby. They're the signatures you, you want on your baby. Would what? you sign the boob? Sure. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd sign the boob. <laughs> I'm What's not, up, fool? Michael, I'm 60. I'm not saying no to boobs. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? Nice to say. Nice to say. Well, there's a new California law that's, you know, went in place yesterday. Yeah. Where cops pull you over, they can no longer ask you, do you know why I pulled you over? They why? have to instead state why they pulled you over first. Why? Interesting. What, what, do you know why they changed that? I don't know why exactly they did change it, but it just went into place, you know, beginning of this year. That's tricky. That makes that, no sense. But did you? I never liked the question that when a cop pulls you over. I do. do you know I, why? I know. I, you over? I know the exact answer. Yeah. The answer you should give is, I don't know, officer. I was following the flow of traffic. Oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good line. Now, now instead they're going to say you were going eighty, instead of do you know what you were doing? Right, but I feel like the question before was a little more of a entrapment. Open yes, and, entrapment. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what you're doing? Oh, I was driving eighty. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wiggle your way around that. I don't know what the meaning of the new law would be. That makes no sense. No, what, they pull over. They tell speed? you what you did right off the well, bat. If I'm getting it, it, this is like what we were talking about earlier. If you're getting fired, if I'm getting the ticket, I really don't care what the guy says. When was the last time you got a ticket? I've talked my way out of three in a row. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. I talked my way out of one. What do you mean, like, how do you know who I am? No. <laughs> you, you haven't heard my thing? No, what? I The minute I get pulled over, I kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Like, go out of, of my way. Yep. Like, I roll the window down, and I go, officer, I'm so sorry. I, I Did I roll that stop sign? I go, I, I wasn't paying attention. It's totally my fault. Mm-hmm. I'd appreciate a break if you can give me one, but I totally understand if you can't. 
and and almost every time right. he'll go, go ahead. Yeah, the last I got pulled over last year after one. DWB. No, I, it, was, it might have been no because it was so dark you couldn't tell if I was black or white. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, it was like we got on like two in the morning, right? Yep. I'm going down to five down by San Clemente. Nobody on the highway. Mm. It is empty. It is black. There's no one around. I'm doing 85. Yep. Cop comes out of nowhere and lights come on behind me. Yeah. Was this guy a jerk? Because it wasn't like I was endangering anyone. And I was going there was 85. no one near you. Nobody else on the highway. And he pulled me over and gave me a ticket. See, now, I was I th- nice about it. I think there's a magic. I think the magic number is seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. yeah. And if I was you doing stay one mile below eighty. Eighty five, I, I think, is ticketable. I, but but I, but Mace, there was nobody else on the freeway. Nobody. Definitely, definitionally, were you breaking the law? Yes. Yes. But shouldn't he just have let me go? Yeah. I wasn't endangering just anybody. Just set your cruise control to seventy nine. You won't ever get in trouble. I was, I was nice about it. I did. I knew I was speeding, but I didn't think. I was yeah, it's tough to talk yeah. your way out of eighty five. By the way, the one, the one place you can speed your ass off is on, on the ten heading out to Palm Springs. It is uh, there. Are, there are guys driving one hundred and ten oh, miles yeah. an hour on that stretch, yeah. uh, and nobody gets pulled over. But uh, when was your last ticket, Brian? Uh, probably like five years ago. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, rolling a California roll. Oh, California It was stop. actually right after uh, I got out of a TV job, the police station right next to the TV station. Oh. You know, pull it, guys, like it's like one in the morning. Where are you coming from? Oh, I'm coming from work. TV station. Oh, I was just on TV two days ago. I thought, oh, he's going to let me go. Yeah. Nope. Still gave me a so ticket. So, yeah, you did a California stop. A California roll at a California stop sign. California roll at a stop sign. And he gave me a ticket for it. By the police station, you did it. Right. Well, I mean, it was well, like, why would you break the law right by the police I, station? I did it a hundred times. It was, I was getting off work. It's one in the morning. There's nobody out there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's, that's, that's being Barney hey, Fife. Is that it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. That's it. You Michael. I got one Michael, more. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Do one good, more. Do and one then more. I'll, yeah, right, this one's kind of, you know, good one for Michael, too. But I don't know yeah. if you guys heard that uh, Joker was on Michael Porter's podcast. And he said, when I finish my career, I really wish nobody knows me. And I wish my kids remember me as a dad rather than an NBA player. Yeah, he doesn't like being famous. Right. But, you know, this is for Michael, especially here, how possible is that to, you know, disassociate, oh, I'm an NBA player rather than just dad? For, for Jokic, probably none. It is, yeah, it is great to, to for people to remember you as a player. It means they paid attention to your career and they actually cared about it and showed some interest in it. So I don't know why he would But have it that sounds attitude. like he doesn't want to be famous. Well, right, then yeah. Give all the money back and retire. How about that? No, but I mean, maybe back in his home country, he's not. Who, Jokic? Yeah. Oh, he's a god back there. Is he? So is oh, he swarmed yeah. everywhere he goes? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Him and so he, plus, he's seven feet tall, so he can't, like, sneak into a room. In he, the end, I remember what uh, what he said at the parade. You know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f- want to stay on parade. This is the best. So he is enjoying it a little bit, yeah. a little bit. All right, coming up next, uh, Michael claims that there is a person that is pound for pound the best basketball mm. player around, mm-hmm. and you will be shocked at who he says that is. It's not Jokic, by the way. Not Jokic. Not Jokic. Right. Pound it for is pound. somebody else. Okay, we will do that uh, coming up next. In the meantime, let me tell you about my friend Jacob Imrani. So if you are involved in any kind of accident, car accident, motorcycle accident, uh, it is a uh, accident in a rideshare, an Uber, a Lyft, whatever that happens to be. You want an expert. You want an expert who's been doing this for 20 years. You want an expert who's been doing this for 20 years in Los Angeles. By the way, rideshare accidents, Jacob Imrani has been doing these cases uh, long before anybody else. Uh, first in the country to do uh, rideshare accidents. Um, and it's really complicated because they've got insurance and then the Uber Lyft has insurance and you've got to work through all that. And you don't want to talk to the insurance company yourself. Let Jacob do that. Remember, accident, injury, you want Jacob. 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember, accident. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Calljacob.com. Don't forget, follow him on Instagram at call.jacob. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I like that one sentence that I didn't even finish. I'm I'm getting so lazy I didn't even finish that sentence. Yeah. Yes, man. Don't even bother. All right. With the last night there sentence. was a shot heard round the world. Yeah, this was cool. All right. This fact, was. By the way, it was the first thing they let off on Get Up with. It was really cool. All right. Cool. This was in the Big Ten, Iowa, Michigan State women's basketball game tied at seventy-three. Three seconds left. They go to Caitlin Clark. Davis, time winding down. Are they going to get the ball up in time? Clark for the win. It's her signature. That is the most Caitlin Clark way to win a game. So Caitlin Clark hits a 30-footer to beat Michigan State at the buzzer. And, Michael, you said something that actually surprised me Mm -hmm. about Caitlin Clark, which is what? I've been watching her since her freshman year. Pound for pound, male or female, she is the best player in America. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. So So you're you're measuring against... Everybody, everybody in the NBA, everybody, but she like is. like like a boxer, boxer. you know, like, like, like pound for pound. Her pound sk- for pound. He has more respect for her skills than anybody else. She, I'll go even further. She is the best women's player I've ever seen. Really, and I've seen Cheryl Miller because I follow women's basketball. You guys too. Know. I, I've I seen Cheryl Miller. I've seen Lisa Leslie. Me I've too. seen Maya Moore. I've yep. seen them all. Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird. She's she's she can do it all. She she's the best shooter I've ever seen. Right. She handles the ball like she's Kyrie Irving. She passes like she's Steve Nash. She can rebound. She can defend. And gets. She's the best I've ever seen. All right. And the Indiana Fever should be begging talking her about, to come out. Talking about Caitlin Clark is the first time I've seen Michael Thompson in a good mood today. There you, you go. Love I, I love her. Yeah. I, I look for when she's on TV. She yeah. is so guys, much fun to watch. You guys, you know, Michael mentioned the Indiana Fever have the number one pick in the upcoming draft. You know, as the number two pick, mm. Sparks. Oh, Sparks. Sparks. Came down to those they two. They just missed Damn. landing. But boy, she'd be such a star here. Yeah, she has she another really year of be. eligibility. She doesn't have to right. come out. Now, what happens? Will they? Nope. They go back. She goes back in the draft. She goes back. Yep. Yeah. They so you can't. Her. It's not like the, the Larry Bird Larry thing. Larry Bird yeah, thing. They can't do that anymore. And they made a rule against she that. She makes so much money in NIL, she doesn't need the WNBA. Yeah, I All believe right. it. So this is an election year. Is it? And yes, 2024. Who's getting elected? Well, we're electing everything. Presidents, oh, wow. senators. Like, okay, and I had one no of idea. The, one of the people running for president is Nikki Haley on the Republican ticket. Yes. So Nikki Haley was, they're all campaigning in Iowa. Yes. So she did something that a lot of politicians do. Mm-hmm. She tried to latch on to the hot sports sure. team Pan- in that region. Pa- pandered. Correct. And so she was standing up and she wanted to mention caitlin clark but she said this instead so we're super excited to see the lady hawkeyes play what a team they are what a great coach they have caitlin collins is phenomenal um but good strong women so we're excited to see that okay she calls her caitlin collins which in nikki haley's defense is an anchor at cnn CNN, but it got me to thinking if you guys were a a campaign manager regardless of party or anything or what what the office is if you're Mm -hmm. a campaign manager would you encourage your candidate to, to pander to a sports team or avoid it specifically to avoid what we just heard? What would you do? That was so fake and phony. I would just just, a, just stop, don't even mention it. She made two mistakes. She called it by the wrong name, and she also called the team by the wrong They're not the Lady Hawkeyes. They're just the Hawkeyes. Right. Yeah, she screwed it up. Now, I, Twice. Do, I do get why. She, it's the Iowa caucus, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing coming the very up in first about one. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she was appearing with the team at this yeah. rally. So She went to the game. She went to the game. But still got it wrong. Don't act like you know right. when you don't Come know. Right. Yeah. See, right through that phoniness. Yeah. I know when, uh, you know, I'm a big West Wing fan. So one one year they were Jimmy Smith was running for president. Yep. And they put it as a storyline. There was this huge Monday night game between the Giants and the Redskins at the time. They before they were the Commanders, and everywhere he went on the campaign trail, they would say. Uh, you know, Governor Santos, what do you think of uh, – uh, I don't think he was a governor, but, you know, uh, what do you think of the, the the big game? And he would always say this exact line. He goes, New York-Washington, two great teams, should be an awesome game. 
and he just moved on right, to the next right. thing. And uh, would like didn't align, didn't pick a winner. Didn't Hillary get in trouble when she was running for senator? I think in New Hillary York? was one of those people who wherever she went, she would wear the ball cap for the local team. Well, yeah, right. She <laughs> I'm in New York, give me a because I'm in Chicago, right. give me a Well, no, she was guilty of that because somebody she was in like Illinois the day before, and she was talking about how she grew up a Cubs fan. Yes. And then she went to New York, and they said, Mets or Yankees? She goes, oh, I've been rooting for the Yankees since I was yep. like a little kid. Yeah. So I would, if I was a People campaign, see through that. Oh, Unless yeah. it's genuine. No, Unless Michael hit the right word. It's pandering. pandering. If I was a campaign manager, I would go, look, either if you're a legitimate fan of a team, like Barack Obama was a fan of the Chicago Correct. Bulls, yeah. and he owned it. He even said when the Lakers came to the White House, I'm a Bulls fan, Yeah, but yeah. I, I respect what you guys did. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try and do what she did. See, in the case, she's a pro- professional politician. Right. She was the uh, UN ambassador. She was, she was, the, was governor the governor of, South, of Carolina. South Carolina. Are you telling me she can't keep that name straight in well, her head? Well, she just screwed up. But, yeah, but I mean, you're, this mm-hmm. you, here you are with those players. Yeah, right. To get yeah. it wrong yeah. is just a total screw up. Definitely. Um, yeah, she's out. I don't think she's going to win anything. No. You think she's going to win anything? Nah. Not after this. The Caitlin. No, uh, this isn't the, the reason Clark why. Incident. No, the Caitlin Clark incident is what eliminates well, it, 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 intention. It, 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 helped Kate, it helped Caitlin Collins out a little bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It gave but, her a little All right, pop. so Pepe's blowing us off. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Wow. And here. you said he would have a good chance to win this had game, been, right? Him and Laura had a good chance, and I'll change my game up. So many people, by the way, in the Mason and Ireland Mafia, here's Griza, um, there's a drop, quote, I'm 60. I don't say no to boobs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is such a funny line. Well, I mean, it's also has it has the added benefit of being true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Dre says Cheetos are chips. Hot Cheetos are my favorite chips. Uh, a puff is a chip, says Jackie. It is Diaz. not. No, it's, it's not. not. A puff is a I puff like and a chip yeah, is a chip. Uh, Cisco a Rocks Cheeto says, is a Cheeto. It's his own entity. Yeah. Cisco Rocks has it right. Cheetos are a corn puff. They're yeah. not a chip. Of course. Now, does it matter that there are Cheetos puffs? That are not just regular Cheetos. They have actual puffs. But what's the difference what's between the difference? a Cheeto puff it's, it's and a Cheeto? Crunchy, yeah. More airy. There's only a lot of okay. more air in it. So it's just more of a puff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's puffed out. It's a bigger yeah. puff. It's, it's puffier. It's, just a, it's puffy. Yeah. It's, it's actual puff. Though. So there's a puff and then there's the Cheeto. extra puff. And Mace knows about puffs. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do, Michael. Very good. All right, uh, coming up next for you, Game of Games. It is Michael Thompson's game today. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. All right, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big cryotherapy user. Uh, for people who haven't done it, cryo is for active people, especially people over the age of 35. That's because inflammation in your joints and muscles is a big problem. The only way to treat that is to use ice. For years, I went to cryotherapy places and paid 50 75 bucks a shot. You go into a freezing chamber for three minutes. You're sore when you go in. Your soreness is gone when you come out. It lasts about a day, maybe two. Then you have to repeat the process. When I was going regularly, I was going four times a week, dropping around 200 bucks a week. IcePod Active, and I want you to remember that name and that website, IcePodActive.com, has created wearable cryotherapy. So you purchase an IcePod device for wherever your areas that you want to treat. The one I um, had... I, I have a shirt that treats my back, my upper shoulders, my uh, elbows. It, it, it's great. One of the reasons it's a great idea is it saves me time and money. Instead of me dropping 200 a week on multiple cryo sessions, I use this, put this on for 20 minutes, and I'm feeling better as soon as I take it off. Go to that website, ispodactive.com. Anybody who has bad knees, bad elbows, bad hips will tell you that ice is a game changer. Once you try IcePod Active and their wearable cryotherapy, these are compression shirts. You put ice pack gels into the shirts. You put them on for 20 minutes, and I feel better every time I use them. Anybody who's sore will tell you that ice is what matters, and IcePod Active has found a better way to ice. Check it out today. Go to that website. You'll see Hall of Famer James Worthy on there. You'll see a a testimonial from a doctor. It'll answer all your questions. IcePod Active, IcePodActive.com. All right, here we go in his game of games time. We welcome to the show the great Pepe Mantilla. Pepe, how you doing? Happy New Year. Where Happy. you been? Happy New Year to all of you guys. Uh, Pepe, uh, we've have, we have a very important question before we get to game of games very that we important. need you to weigh in on. Yes. All right? I want you to treat, treat this seriously. All right? <laughs> oh, God. Cheetos. Yeah. Oh, I know. Are answer. they a chip? 
No, they're not. A, they're a puff. That's the right answer. Yeah, they're there a puff. Go, Brian. Then yeah. the next thing they're going to say you. is that popcorn is a cheat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Good point. It's different. Right, yeah. No, you've Brian, been, you've you're been wrong. defeated, no. Brian. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Put up a the poll. whole room is again. Put up a poll. Yeah. All right, Michael Thompson has the game today. Mike, what do you got? This game is heavily weighted towards Pepe today. If Pepe Ooh. doesn't win today's game, then he has to turn in his brown card and he can't <laughs> shop at Overa Street anymore. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so today's game is about something we all love: mm-hmm. tacos. Tacos. Okay. Some M- some some multiple choice, some buzz in. Okay. All right. According to nationaltacoday.com, around half of America visits which taco fast food brand once every 11 days? Taco Bell, Taco Time, or Del Taco? Brian. What was the uh, first part of the question? I'm sorry. Which taco place gets visited uh, once every 11 once days? Once every 11 days. By half taco of Bell, Taco Time, or Del Taco? I'm going to go Del Taco. Okay, Greg. Del Taco. Mace. It's got to be Taco Bell. I'm also going Taco Bell. Pepe. I think it's Del Taco. What is it, Mike? It is Taco Bell. Boom. Mason on the board, Ireland on the board. Which taco chain, because it was in a Hispanic neighborhood, Pepe, started as a hamburger stand but switched to tacos? Taco Time, Del Taco, or Taco Bell? Greg. Uh, I'm going to say Del Taco. Uh, Mace. Del Taco. I also think Del Taco. Pepe. Del Taco. Brian. I'll take Del Taco again here. Are we right, Michael? Del Taco Bell. Yeah. No, Taco oh, Bell Taco did. Bell. We all missed Nobody it. Del Taco has a hamburger still. Ta- yeah, ta- but that's right. a little bacon Del. But, yeah, but don't, qu- don't question yeah. Michael's yeah. ethics. Exactly. Taco Bell Started. opened as a the hamburger stand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everybody guesses here. Pepe, you better know this one. Oh, the is biggest this a buzz in or no? Everybody, no, everybody gets a guess. The biggest taco ever made was constructed in 2011 in Conterrano. I think I said it. Was Conter- how do you say it? Conterrano, Mexico. How do you say it? I don't know what you're talking about. Katera, yeah. t- anyway, it's in, in, in Mexico. Yeah, closest to the number in feet. How long was the taco? Okay, everybody right. guesses. Mace, uh, fourteen feet. Uh, I'm gonna say a uh, hundred and seventy-three feet. Really? Yeah. Uh, Pepe, uh, two hundred. Two hundred feet. Gre- uh, Brian, let's go thirty feet. Greg, I'm gonna go in the middle around here and say one hundred feet. All right, Michael, what's the answer? 246 feet. Wow. Pepe Montilla. Pepe! All right, so the score is Mason 1, Ireland 1, Pepe 1, and uh, Michael, you're up. Multiple choice here. National Taco Day takes place in which month of the year? August, September, or October? All right, this one's me. I'm going to say September. Pepe. It's September. Uh, Brian. September. Greg. September. May. Pepe said it was so much confidence. I'll go September. It is October. Oh, Pepe, <laughs> you scared us wrong. <laughs> you said it was so much confidence. He did. So multiple is. choice here, and right. Pepe, you better get this one right. Oh, oh boy, okay. Pepe. Mexico's National Taco Day, Dia, Tel, Dia del Taco, is in which month? March, April, or May? Pepe. May. Brian. Going opposite. I'm going to go March. Greg. I like May. Mace. I'm sticking with Pepe, May. I am too, May. It is March. Oh! oh Brian's on the board. Trust him two Pepe, times what kind of Mexican are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've missed the, the <laughs> big <laughs> question. He's been living in America too long. Yeah. All right, by the way, this is very close. Everybody has one except Brian or a Greg who doesn't have any. Multiple choice here. The word yeah. taco means what? Quick lunch, light lunch, or easy lunch? Brian. Uh, let's go easy lunch. Greg. Was the first one? Uh, quick lunch, light quick lunch, lunch, or easy lunch? Quick lunch. All right. Uh, Mace. I'll go uh, easy lunch. I'll go light lunch. Pepe. Uh, well, can you repeat it? Quick, light, or easy lunch? Quick. It is e- It is light lunch. Boom! Oh, I Ireland takes the lead. Yeah. <laughs> Not light. Multiple choice. Taco trucks are everywhere, thank God. The first taco truck was in which city? L.A.? San Antonio or New York? Greg. San Antonio. Mace. New York. I'll go L.A. Pepe. L.A. Brian. L.A. It is New York. Yeah. Just you? Yes, me. Okay, Mason has tied me for the lead. Multiple choice. It was 1905 when tacos made their way into America. Which city introduced the taco to America? Houston, San Antonio, or San Diego? Uh, Greg, this one's you. San Diego. <laughs> Mace. I will say Houston. I'll go San Antonio. Uh, Pepe. I have to go with San Antonio. 
Brian. San Diego. It is San Antonio. Pepe uh, and I are on the board. Man, I got the lead again. I still again. don't Pepe. have one. Yes, you're. No, I want to get them all wrong. You're now. terrible at that. You're right. You're going for the. Yeah. You're oh, going for, for the, the Curtis. The Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Multiple choice and Pepe Mexican pressures on you again. Oh. According to Mexican tradition, which kind of taco is meant to be eaten at lunch? Seafood taco, chicken taco, or carnitas taco? Uh, mace. Uh, I'll go carnitas. I will also go carnitas. Pepe. Uh, I want to say seafood. Okay, Brian. Let's go seafood. Greg. Chicken. It is seafood. Oh, oh Pepe is tied for the lead. Brian, you are one back. Craig, you're still scoring. That's everybody, right. Where everybody, am I? Am I not on the board? You have two. Oh, you, two. You're one off of the lead. All you right, and good. Brian both have two. Excellent. Everybody guesses here. True yeah. or false? UCLA offers a course called Taco Literacy, which explores the history and influence of Mexican food in the U.S. True or false? Well, this one's me, and I can tell you they did not offer it when I was there. But this, Or you'd have been in the class. Yes, 100%. But I think it's too weird for Michael to have made up, so I'm going to say true. Yeah. Pepe. True. Uh, Brian. I'm going to go true as well. Greg. False. Mace. I have a friend who's majoring in tacos at UCLA. I will Liar. say <laughs> I will say it's true. It is false. No! Oh, Not UCLA, but Kentucky offers that, sc- oh, that class. Man. Okay, so here's the, ruined right. here's the score. Ireland three. Pepe, three. Mace, two. Brian, two. Greg, one. How many you have left? About four or five. Okay. okay. Multiple. Do, I wonder where you get this weird information. <laughs> Tacos.com. I'm huh? part Mexican. I know this stuff. <laughs> you, just, you should taste my guacamole. I've got to be part Mexican. <laughs> Multiple choice. In the 18th right, century. Four more. Four more. Okay. In the 18th century, Mexicans originated the taco in which industry, Pepe? Fishing, farming, or mining? Pepe, this one's you. In what century? In the 18th century. Mine, mine. Mining, he says. Uh, Brian. Uh, let's go fishing. Uh, Greg. Fishing. Mace. Mining sounds very 18th century. I'm going to go farming. What it, is it, Michael? It is mining. Yeah. Okay, so Pepe has the lead. Mace, you've tied me. And uh, three more. Okay. Buzz in if you know. Okay. okay. He isn't Mexican, but his name is Taco. Mason. Mason. Who is Taco Fall? Yes. Yeah. Oh, very nice good, Mace. You've tied Pepe for yes. the lead. I think I'm out. And there are two more. You are out. Okay, bye-bye. Multiple choice, like I said. Taco Fall ain't Mexican. He's from Africa. But which country in Africa? Sudan, Senegal, or Kenya? Uh, Mace. Sudan. Pepe. Sudan. Do I want to take my shot here? I think I do. I'm going Senegal. Brian. Trying to make up. Let's go, Kenya. It is Senegal. Boom. Oh, All right. Ireland. Brian, you're out, and this decides it. It is a – do you have two left, Michael? Because we need – or a tiebreaker? Yep. All right. So, right now, it is Mason 4, Ireland 4, Pepe 4. This is for the game. No, As, wait. It is two, right? No. No, it's not worth one, two. There's one left. Yeah. So, if, if one of us were to give an answer and win this question outright, we win the game. Win the game. Who, who's going to be first? I'll well, go first. Yeah, okay. Multiple choice. According to Forbes, which city is the taco capital of the U.S. because it has over 450 taquerias? St. Louis, Albuquerque, or Kansas City? Okay. I'm going to go Albuquerque. Pepe. I have to say something different? No, you no. don't have to. You go with whatever you think the answer is. Albuquerque. I, I do think it's Albuquerque also. It is Kansas City. Oh, oh we, we all, all missed. missed our okay. shot. So do you have another one where oh, we yeah. could guess okay. a number? Yeah. Okay, this right, is, here, this this is for the game. For right right here. Everybody guesses right here. Get some right with, get some right Yeah, guess I'm the right with. Everybody got a pen? Got a pen? Pepe, you need a piece of paper? Okay. All right, here we go. All right, I was, this is the tiebreaker anyway. According to... NationalTacoDay.com, Americans eat how many tacos every year, Laura? I uh, know. Don't, don't, no hints, Laura. Okay, so how many tacos does Americans eat every year, according to NationalTacoDay.com? Okay. Okay. Americans. So there's. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Okay. Okay, I've got, I I've got get, a number written down. Okay, uh, I'm going to say, uh, all right, Mace, would you, Pepe, you got something written down? Yeah. All right, what'd you write down, Mace? 6.5 million? I said 512 million. Uh, Pepe, would you That's write? That's probably close. 40 million. 
Uh, what's the right answer, Michael? We are a greedy nation. Four point five billion. Boom. Four point five billion <laughs> tacos Americans eat a year. You are was, with a B. With a B. I was five hundred twelve million. I was super short, but you guys weren't even close. Six point five million. What I, was I, I know. Thinking? I know. That's why I'm not just in LA alone. I was afraid to go a billion because it sounded you know, too I, many. I, I thought forty million was a lot. Oh no, man, yeah. four point five billion. Four point five. Bergman, give wow. me my point. This you is the have second point. game that I end up losing. And the last question. I love uh, the game. Okay, here's a, here's a fun one. I have okay. One. Everybody guesses here. Okay. Laura, you can guess too. As we know, tacos are cheap, but in Vegas, there is a resort that sells a taco that has gold in it, mm. and it's only for the resort's presidential suite guests. Everybody guesses how much is this gold-infused taco at this res- one, resort in Vegas? One, one gold-infused taco? taco. Yep. All right, I'll go first. Okay. $2,500. Mm-hmm. Mace? Five thousand dollars. Three Pepe? Three thousand. Greg? Ten thousand dollars. Brian? Fifteen hundred. What do you think, uh, Laura? 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 I'll do thirteen K. All right, what's the answer, Michael? Twenty-five thousand dollars. My God, that's stupid. That's uh, Greg, that's you. That no, is yeah, stupid. Laura said thirteen K. Who would order a how much? Twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty-five thousand dollar taco. Taco, yep. <laughs> Man, can you imagine having so much money you say, I'll have the gold uh, taco? Why not? Yeah, just, give me two of those gold tacos just for split dinner. It. Split it with your wife. Yeah. Twelve thousand <laughs> apiece. We're gonna split a gold taco. Twelve yeah, five apiece. Like, hey, hey, Maze, you want a taco? Yeah, with let, me. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. let's go in on it together. Wow. Pepe, you failed miserably. Yeah. Turn no, in your brown no, card. He was right here until the end. He, 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 right he beat end. me. I'm the king, and he beat me. How could you let the whitest man in the room beat you? He is the whitest man in the room. That was numbers. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't know if Shadano's going to be along soon. We're going to do some. Yeah, he said he was going to be a little a little behind. You can he- yeah. start with Pepe. Super crosstalk. Got a little breaking news. This Friday, here on 710, it's a BBGO ticket Friday. Listen all day during our nine-hour L.A. Sports Mega Block for your chance to win BBGO prize packs with the chance to score Lakers Clippers tickets. That's BBGO Ticket Friday this Friday on 710. Listen all day. Uh, BBGO is the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. And Lakers Clippers, by the way, is Sunday at 630. It's a Lakers home game? Correct. So for the next three games, we have Miami tonight. Yep. John Morant and Memphis on Friday, and then Lakers Clippers. By the way, have you guys been paying attention to the Clippers? Yeah, yeah. I told y'all they won. You poo pooed it. I still, I'm still gonna poo poo. They won. I'm not. I think. I think. I think they can win the West. They've won 12 out of 14 games. Hey, let me ask you guys something about Miami. So at number 17, the Lakers selected Jalen Hood Shafino. Right. At number 18. Jaime Hawkins was drafted by the Miami Heat. Yep. Didn't the Lakers blow this pick? Not only maybe did the Lakers miss out, but if you redid that draft, I think Jaime Hawkins goes second or third. Really? Yeah. I think he's been that good. Wow. His game. By the way, did you see what he said? No. He did not want to play in L.A. He was glad to be in Miami. Why did he say that? Huh. Uh, maybe all his friends are here and he would have to, you know. I mean, a Mexican-American in this market? Imagine how huge he would and be. Let me, what, what, let, me what? Defend, let me defend the Lakers pick a little bit. Not just the Lakers, but a lot of the picks that came before that. Yeah. What worked against Jaquez is that he was a four-year player at UCLA. What? If you study the draft, very few four-year really? players is that are right? going in the lottery anymore. Well, you know, it's, re- it's really hard to, to say anything. I'm going to tell you why. Ginobili was number 40. No, he was number 57. 57? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was 40. No, Tony Anyways. Parker was 30. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, Giannis. Uh, um, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, 16. There you go. Giannis, 14. Kobe you, wasn't in the Kobe, first. 14. If you redid the draft the way things are going, what we see now, he would go third behind Brandon Miller, probably. Yeah, or maybe I mean, fourth or, behind Scoot Henderson. Uh, or I, I would think about taking him in front of Scoot. Uh, but here's here's the thing with Brandon Miller and Scoot and Wemby. I like Miller a lot, too. All those guys, I'll use Miller for an example, one year of college. Yeah. Jalen right. Hood, Shafino, one year of college. So what you're, what you're trying to figure out if you're a GM is do I take a guy based on potential that could pop later? Right. Or do I take a four-year player? The last four-year player 
I can think of that made a huge all-star level impact was Damian Lillard. Yeah. He played four years of college. But very rarely do you, I watched Jaime Hawkins play almost, so did Greg. We watched him play a hundred college games. Yeah. The kid's just nails. He doesn't have a weakness. Right. Well, I'm, no. I'm looking at a Yahoo article, Heat rookie Jaime Hawkins Jr. proving four-year college players can impact the NBA immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heat say he had a different kind of path that we respect. See, John's right, it, though. John's right. It's because he was there for four years. It worked against it, him. Yes, it absolutely did. But he had great footwork. He's, yeah. he's good defensively. He had a really good shot. And he's, he's figured out his three-point shot. It was a mistake. Michael, by the way, I think this worked against Clay. Clay was at Washington State, all right? Pac-12 school, but not an elite Pac-12 yes, school. Yes, Pac-12 player of the year. Went to college for three years, yeah. right? Yeah. He was number 11. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that had Clay come out after his freshman year, he would have been, been number five. Yeah, you know, no, because no, they thought he had he was too skinny and needed to develop. Ma- but Michael, I mean, wh- when did Jax um, um, said that he doesn't like to play? Hawkins. Hawkins. I was reading. I saw something. Uh, he was in town because they were practicing at UCLA, and he said he was glad that he didn't get drafted here, and he's well, in Miami. I, I think he, he was, plays for Miami. I mean, what right. is he yeah, going to say? Know, but still, there are three other four-year players that went in the first round Who of the draft they? this year. I, I these are not guys I know. Houston Marcus Sasser. Yeah, he played for the University of Houston. Is an excellent defensive player, and I think is going to be a good NBA player. Um, Belmont's Ben Shepard goes number twenty six to the Indiana Pacers. Never hear of him. No, know? and when we Michael and I did a did. Pacers game in the in the IST final, and he didn't play. And the Clippers uh, chose Kobe Brown from Missouri at number thirty. He's playing. Thing, Kobe Brown's playing. The, the the Heat offered Hawkes and Tyler Hero and a couple of picks for Damian Lillard, and the Blazers turned that down. How what a dumb idea that was, huh? Uh, was the that? Blazers. The Blazers ended up making out okay. I mean, the Blazers ended up they getting DeAndre Malcolm. Ayton, and they ended up getting uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, they got picks. a couple other people. The Blazers did fine, but there is there is this weird stigma about guys that go to college for four years, and the the stigma is well that player has peaked. That's right. He's, he's yeah. reached his ceiling. Whereas guys who have only gone for one year you can develop. Yeah. So if you're a Laker fan, what you're hoping is that Jalen Hood Mr. Miami. He could tell us about Jaime Hawkins. Yeah. One year at Miami. Um they, or one year in Indiana. Yep. Develops into Jaime Hawkins. But Jaime Hawkins was NBA ready the minute he left hey, yeah, Sedano, Is Hawkins now considered kind of like an untouchable for Miami if you call them for a trade? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Sedano says he's, he's wiggling his chair into space. Oh. By the way, I, I want to point out today, double the mace. I am uh, filling in for uh, Cappy today with uh, Shadano, who's going to. Yeah, by the way, I, I'm here till 530, I think, today. And you're going to do five to five. Yeah, I'm just working here. So yeah. I'll, I'll do five. Yeah, yeah. Sedano's he's, uh, setting up here next to Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Shadano um, is styling today, too. He's yeah, got the. Well, uh, you're working the, you're working the Laker Heat game tonight, right? Yeah, and I'm doing the Memphis game, too. Mm. Is Pat On Riley Friday. in town? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat Riley in town? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, he's at the house in Malibu. Um, I actually have a funny thing with, for you. Because you've worked TV games before. Right. How quickly, because I was sitting there watching the Sugar Bowl with, with Kelly, how quickly did you notice the lady flashing? Right away. Me too. Yeah. Immediately. I look at, at the bottom of the screen, I go, oh my God, and that lady what, just flashed. Here's what George is talking about, and I don't know how somebody at ESPN didn't get it. Whenever we go into a city, Mm-hmm. We either ask for, and the other team gives them to us, or we send somebody out right. to shoot. Crowd, crowd, B-roll. B-roll, yeah, yeah. J- j- the city. So somebody went out on New Year's Eve with a camera onto Bourbon Street yeah. and shot 30 to 45 seconds of, of fans celebrating. And w- You put a camera on Bourbon Street, people wave at yeah. you. And one of the people they were going by, a girl just dropped her top. Whipped them out for beads. And, and apparently, <laughs> so that has to go from the cameraman. Yes, to a truck who then puts it in a machine and watches it and then tells the director it's ready. Yeah. At least two people had to see that before it went, and nobody noticed it, and it went live on the air. And okay, ESPN so I will say apologize. I was watching the game and didn't notice it. Oh, I, I noticed I did it not immediately. Notice it. I, yeah. went, I said to Kelly, look at the bottom right of the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, didn't. Just, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't notice it. You watched it, yeah. It's just just boobs. I know. Well, notice it didn't become a big deal. But it was a thing that night on social media. People were talking about it.
Like, now you heard hilarious. that uh, some porn companies offering if they can find this lady a uh, hundred thousand dollars no! for one hour on uh, one of them cam things that yeah. they do. A hundred grand. My, my, I said I don't think she'll do it. Uh, Laura said she would never do it. Mason thinks most women Wait, would do I it. She most- showed her boobs on Bourbon Street. <laughs> What's the difference? What? For an extra hundred grand on a live oh cam, people God. gotta pay for? Yeah, I'd do it if I were her. K, man. Would you show your junk on TV? If somebody was gonna pay me that much <laughs> money and I'd already shown it on TV? Yeah, if it was already out there. George makes a good point. She's already out there. Yeah, yeah. once it's out there, it's over. So you might as well. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't know yet. Pepe, would you recommend she, she do it? Yeah. Yeah. You? Would, would you let Liz do it? Yeah. Don't involve Liz and this. <laughs> <laughs> you hypocrite. Well, first now, of all, Pepe doesn't let Liz do anything. Liz decides what Liz is going to do. Yeah, no, does Pepe. she run the show, Pepe? Does Liz run the show? Oh, come on, you're L half A. Come on, tell her. You know what, you guys? Hmm. It's none of your business. Come oh, on. Oh, just oh, it. Everything is our business. Yeah. You walked into this studio I mean, where nobody, everything is fair wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody asked. Who runs the show in your house? Or yes. Your house? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, no, no, that's what you run. I'll the tell show. you right now, Lisa runs the show. Yeah. In our house. yeah. Same thing with Juan. Me. Juan runs the show. Yeah. yeah. And I run my show. You that's run. Your, yeah. He, uh, Julie, I, Julie Liz, runs everything and lets Liz. Michael think he runs the Liz, show. Liz runs. The show. I, when I was at your house, it seemed like Julie was running that party. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were just like out putting on the no. putting green, and she's running around <laughs> making sure everybody's got what they want. Yeah. yeah. It's Liz. You okay. don't run anything. It's Liz. No. Please stop. I let her think. Oh, my wife definitely runs. Yeah. John's met her. She definitely runs. Lisa runs, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, I literally. You guys are soft. I don't know. Wait a minute. While while Julie is running your life, you're calling everybody else soft. You're you're the the crazy one. You're not going to sign a baby, but you will sign a boob. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I will. No, that's me. I will not sign a baby, but I'll sign a boob. George, if a girl walks up to you and says, Sign my baby. On the thigh or something like the, that. This, sharpie. this happened to uh, the quarterback of the Steelers, Mason yeah, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, yeah. A woman walked up with, with a baby right. and said, gave him a sharpie and said, sign the baby. Yeah. He did it. I wouldn't sign a baby. No. Would you sign? A girl walks up to you, drops her top a little bit, sign the top of her boob. Sedano. Let's right. go. Yeah. Let's I'm, roll. I'm, you, yeah. So no, George and I are the same. Yeah. No. The baby, I'd feel weird about. Me no, too. the baby's. Yeah. Just I wouldn't want to hurt too. the baby. I feel yeah. way more weird. Yeah, because I feel like there's toxins in there. You know, like in yeah, a, yeah, on a yeah, marker. No, I don't want to. Yeah, an adult like you're consenting. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I, yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier. I saw Harry Carey sign. Boob after boob after boob. Good for Harry. Yeah, no. Harry I wonder was... if Boog Shambi gets to sign boob oh, after boob since he's the new Cubs guy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Boog gets I wonder the if they come to him. He would do it. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> Pepe, there's no more morals left. Yeah. By the way, to answer your question about Hakez, yeah. yes, he. I believe he is untouchable. Oh, wow. And it's funny because, obviously, on draft day, I didn't think they were going right. to draft him. Right. Not because I didn't think he was good, but because of the duplication and particularly guys like Hero, et cetera. Yeah. I was like, hmm. But what I was told was, I asked them about it afterwards, they said, well, not that we're comparing him to Dwayne Wade, but we drafted Dwayne Wade after giving Eddie Jones a full max contract, and they played the same position. So it's not like stuff we haven't done in the past. What Uh, you're talking about comes up in sports all the time, and it came up in the most famous misdraft pick ever. Right. So so, uh, the GM of the Blazers in the 80s was a guy Uh, named Stu Inman. Should have listened to you. And Stu Inman like was was friends with Bobby Knight. <laughs> yeah. And Bobby Knight called him and said, Stu, you got to take this Michael Jordan. I've had him on the Olympic team for two weeks. He's the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. And Stu said, we love him. He's great. But he plays the same position as, as Clyde. Clyde Drexler, yeah. and we need a big man. So they take Sam Bowie. You fall into that trap all the time, and I'm glad the Heat didn't fall into it. Whereas you say, well, we've already got one of those. Let's take draft for need. You should always take the best player. Yeah. Yeah, the second greatest draft miss in history in all sports. What's, well, well, what's, what's the first? One? Isn't it obvious? Bill Russell. St. Louis had that pick. He oh. gave it up. No, yeah. but wait a minute. They sold that pick to Red Auerbach. He caught it. He, they needed money. They needed money. Yeah, it, well, it yeah they didn't survive. How is it different? It is different because times were different, Michael. Times How were different. How many times have I said this to you? The draft <laughs> was different back yes. then because they had the regional draft. By the way, the it's a great point. Draft. Michael, the reason Babe Ruth got, got traded from the Red Sox is the, the guy the Red owner. Sox owner wanted to finance a play called No, 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 that and, no, and I didn't know that part. Yes, yeah, but so, I knew about but, Bill Russell. But Hakez, um, already not, and you know he's obviously it's a little different here. The largest Hispanic contingent yeah. is Mexican, right? 
Um, and down there, it's like Cuban and South American, mm. but mostly Cuban. But they love him already down oh, there. Yeah. They've got him doing all sorts of Hispanic stuff. He's doing stuff in Spanish down there. I mean, he would have been He's perfect for them. He would have been yeah. a star Class here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And he... He'd have been like basketball's version of Fernando. So I looked this up, because um, I'm using it for the broadcast. Feel free to use yeah. it for yours. There has not been a rookie drafted by the Heat that has played more minutes than Jaime Jaquez other than Dwayne Wade. That's at it. this stage of his wow. career. Wow. Even back in their expansion years, huh? That's interesting. Not even Glenn Rice. No, Glenn Rice didn't start there. Yeah, yeah uh, he did. Yeah, Glenn Rice, Steve Smith, and Ronnie Cycli were the first. I would have thought Cycli maybe because I think Cycli yeah. started most of those games as a rookie. He's but. averaging over 30 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah, good for him. They've they've got he's got some injuries. Matter of fact, George, do you, Jimmy may not play. I we've we've been told he's out. Not? Yeah. Oh no, then he's out. But but uh, Caleb Martin didn't play against the Clippers. No, he's been dealing uh, with a bad leg. Josh injury. Richardson didn't play against the Clippers. Yep. I think that the Lakers may catch a break here tonight. But well, the Lakers, both D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura are out for the Lakers. But the Lakers also play much better at home and the heater in the middle of this long road trip like this this should be a lakers win utah for they did they blew that game yeah and they so they this should be a laker win today yes we need it that's for sure i mean you know how about uh you know well you and i can get into it yeah we'll get into it all right are you ready for like an hour and a half of mason it's two and a two two hours of mason Mason. is your show why you quitting early He's because I got to do the game. Oh, He's doing please. the game, so then you can't do both. I got to talk to Darvin and Spo. Oh, what yeah, they tell you? they're going to tell me speak. stuff that I can say on the air. Like what? By the way. If Spo retired today, he's only 53. He's Hall of in, Famer. Yeah, he's in already, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. two championships. Okay. And he's, like, already in the top like, 15 or 20 in, like, all-time wins already. Yeah, and I yeah. Uh, I think in terms of wins with one franchise, he's top he's, three. He's got more than his boss Yeah, at that franchise. Well, yeah. There you go, see? What? What? More than his boss. Repeat that, please. He's got more than his boss. What do you mean his boss? With that, that franchise. Pat Riley. Pat, Pat Riley's the boss. I know that. What's no, the but deal? Eric Spolster's won more games as a coach of the Heat than Pat Riley That's did. Because Riley the only coached there for a few years. That's right. not true. Not a few years. A lot of years. How many Remember, years? he had two stints. Um, right. He went ninety-five to two thousand three, and then coached again from 05 and 06, uh, The two seasons, 05 and 06. Right. Michael, so that's a lot. When you see Pat Riley, did you go? Yes, of course I bowed over the knee. Master. He kissed the ring. Yeah. Yes. He's the ring. That's right. He, he, he's afraid to speak. He, he's, usually right. Alons, right. he's usually got a lot. He's usually got a lot. I don't make eye contact until he allows Although me. Although I would yeah. say this, back he, in the old days when, he's Mike, a really nice guy. when like Michael him. was on the loose cannons, I was shocked. They got Pat Riley to call in and sing Happy Birthday to Michael and really? Riley. Oh, I believe it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, but Michael, you may be the only pr- player he's ever done he that for. He owed me that for leading them to two championships. You would, <laughs> you uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You would be yes. very surprised at how grandfatherly he is these days. Oh, I know. He is so much more chill yeah. than he ever was as uh, well. You know what? Previously, something happens when when they he's almost eighty. When something yeah. happens when they have a grandkid, and it's and it's happened to Michael. All, all of a sudden, the whole world becomes a, it's about the grandkids. He is a completely yeah. different dude. Like, and and not that he's not ultra competitive, but he just it. it I think the age and the grandchildren, I think all that has kind of softened him a little bit in like a good way, yeah. I would say. He's always been very nice to me every time that I talk. But I will say this. If you look at him wrong, if you look at him wrong, <laughs> Alonzo oh, Mourning is always standing next to him and he will chop you in the throat. Oh, yeah. I don't mess with Alonzo. I go the other way when I see him yeah. and Rick Mahorn. Yeah. All right. So uh, coming up next for you is Shadano and Cap. What kind of stupidity is coming up today, George? I don't know. What kind do you want to get into? Uh, it's, it's your call. How's Dealer's the beard choice. thing going? We got to work out. We got to discuss that. Actually. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to that. Uh, Let so, these guys uh, go. Next two and a half hours, it is a special edition. What, you want to stick around? No, Pepe showed up for like 10 minutes. He can stick around. Pepe can stick sure, around. I don't yeah, care. Anybody it's all good. Hang out. Uh, Shadano and Cap coming up next. Me in for Cap, 710 ESPN. <laughs> <laughs>